in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. When God created Adam, He has planned for him that Adam live eternally with God in the kingdom of heaven. But Adam disobeyed God and fell into the transgression of disobedience. So with the fall of Adam, all humanity fell with Adam. And we were exiled from the paradise of joy and thus we couldn't enter into the kingdom of heaven and Adam and his children lived on earth God first instructed them through the natural law to live in his fear and then he gave them the law written through Moses and God wanted us to live holy life but Adam and his descendants could not live the holy life the perfect life could not obey God when Satan tempted them they fell into temptation they couldn't endure the tribulations in the world and after their life here on the world they died and after their death they went to Hades because the whole world was under the rule of Satan so man could not save himself although he had the law he had the temple he had the commandments he had the worship he had the prophets but no one was able to save himself as we read in Romans chapter 3 St. Paul described the situation of humanity he said they have all turned aside they have together become unprofitable there is none who does good no not one their throat is an open tomb with their tongues they have practiced deceit the poison of asps is under their lips whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness so he said everybody everybody no one was able to please God there is none righteous no not one there is none who understands there is none who speak who seeks after God there is none who seeks after God 
So the Lord made an economy and this economy also was prepared even before the foundation of the world. God in his foreknowledge foreknew that Adam and his descendants will fall. And all of us, we will need the glory of God, as St. Paul said in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned, all have sinned, and fall short of the glory of God. So God, in his economy, sent his son in order to be human being, to take our human nature. And in this humanity, he actually fulfilled everything that we could not fulfill. He fulfilled the law, as he said to John the Baptist during the time of his baptism, we ought to fulfill all righteousness. He obeyed complete and absolute obedience to the Father to correct our transgression and our disobedience. He lived the life of holiness and the life of perfection. He allowed Satan to tempt him in order to defeat Satan, as we read in the temptation on the mountain. He prayed, he fasted, he fulfilled all the requirements of the law, he endured the tribulation to the end. He was born in manger among the animals. He lived his life as a poor person. He did not have place to rest his head. So he endured all the tribulations. He endured attacks and blasphemies from the people around him and from the people whom he helped and served and healed their illnesses and raised their dead. And at the end, he was crucified after enduring all the hardships of crucifixion, all the pain and all the suffering of crucifixion. And he died and was buried. And on the third day, he rose from the dead. Why the Lord did all of this? If actually what is needed to die and to rise in order to abolish the power of death, why he did not focus only on death and resurrection? Why he fasted? Why he prayed? The Lord did all of this for our sake. What do I mean for our sake? We were, after the fall of Adam, 
And, and if we were not reconciled with God the Father, there was enmity between us and God the Father because of our sins. So the Lord came as a human being and he lived the ideal life of a human being. What God the Father was expected from us, the ideal life in everything, life of holiness and perfection, to fulfill the law of God, his commandments, the will of God in his life, complete obedience to God the Father, to defeat Satan and to overcome the temptation of Satan, to endure the tribulation, the suffering, the hardships in the world. So he came and lived the ideal human life that God the Father was expecting from all of us. So when we are united with the Lord Jesus Christ, we will be hidden in him. So when God actually see us, God the Father, he will not see us just as wicked human beings transgressing his commandment. But in his son, God will see us as righteous, righteous human being. My prayer would be nothing if the Lord Jesus did not pray. So my prayer now is hiding in his prayer. My fasting is hiding in his fasting. My charitable deeds is hiding in his charitable deeds. My virtues is hiding in his virtues. So in Christ, God the Father will see us perfect, will see us holy. And thus, we can be in peace with God the Father. Even death, when we die with Christ, we will rise with him. So, even in death, there is fellowship between his death and our death. If we die with him, we'll be glorified with him. That's why on Covenant Thursday, one day before uh, his crucifixion, the Lord said to the disciples, uh, in that day, after my resurrection and after my ascension to heaven, you will ask in my name. You will ask in my name means what? When we stand before God the Father, we are standing in the Lord Jesus Christ, hiding in Him. As we say, our prayers are offered to God the Father in Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit. Again, our prayers are offered to God the Father in Jesus Christ, hiding in Him by the Holy Spirit. So he said, I will tell you plainly that in that day you will ask 
in my name and I do not say to you that I shall pray the Father for you. For the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came forth from God. When we stand in Jesus, Jesus already are standing in him. So the Lord Jesus will not make a prayer on our behalf because we are in him. And the Father loves us. Loved us because we are in his Son. And this is the metaphor of the bridegroom and bride. Jesus came as bridegroom and we are his bride. And the two shall become one. So we are hiding in him. And how the Father, when the Father sees us, hiding in his son, united in his son, one with his son. The father knows that we believed that Jesus is the son of God who came to save us. And we loved him. That's why we are united with him. He told us, I came forth from the father and have come into the world. He came from the father to the world in order to fulfill all the requirements of the law on our behalf. So when we are united in him, in him we will be considered perfectly righteous and perfectly holy. Then he spoke about his ascension. He told them again, I leave the world and go to the Father. I leave the world and go to the Father in his ascension and if we are united with him then in him we will have place in heaven in the fraction of bright saturday there is a very important uh, sentence i want to bring your attention to it we say about the lord jesus christ the high priest of the good things to come who ascended into the heavens and has become higher than the heavens he went within the veil to the holy place of the holies the place into which anyone of human nature cannot enter so the heaven of heavens no one with human nature can enter it. But now when our Lord Jesus Christ (coughs) took our humanity and he ascended, he ascended into this heaven of heavens and he entered into the heaven of heavens with our humanity, with the human nature. So he entered and no one can tell him you cannot enter. He's God. So he entered with our humanity into the heaven of heavens. Into the place into which anyone of human nature cannot enter. In the Gregorian liturgy we say you have uh, ascended Uh, my first fruit into the heaven why so when our turn come to enter into the heaven of heavens 
if anyone, any angel told us, you cannot enter because this place, no one of human nature cannot enter, we will say no. Our Lord Jesus Christ entered with his human nature, with our human humanity, and we are in him. So in him, we will have access to the heaven of heavens. We will have access to the bosom of the Father. He is the way to the Father. That's why the Lord, when he told them about his ascension to the heavens, he told them, these things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In him we will not be worried, because I know in him I, I am in the eyes of the Father, I am perfect, I am holy in the Lord Jesus Christ. His righteousness became my righteousness. You know, when we baptize a child, we dress him in white. This white represents righteousness. But which righteousness? Our own righteousness? Definitely not. It is the righteousness of Christ that was given to us freely because he loved us. That's why we put this red ribbon like in the likeness of the cross to say through the blood and the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ we obtained this righteousness it is the righteousness of Christ righteousness of Christ now we can understand what he said in the world you will have tribulation but be of good cheer I have overcome the world so the Lord is saying, you will have tribulation. You will be tempted by Satan. You will be tempted by sin. You will be persecuted for my name. You will struggle with the life of obedience. You will struggle with the life of holiness and perfection. But be of good cheer. Because I have overcome the world. I have overcome all these things. So what you need to do is to be united with me. To be one with me. When you are one with me, you will overcome also in me. So the Lord Jesus Christ came to give us the life of victory. But we cannot be victorious independent of him. But only in him we can be victorious. He did not give us some tools to be independent in our victory. No. The only way for us to defeat the world, to defeat Satan, to defeat the sin, to live the life of obedience, the life of holiness, the life of perfection, when we are in Him, united with Him. And this union, God gave us through many channels, through the Word of God through believing in Him, through repentance, through baptism, through the chrismation and the dwelling of the Holy Spirit in us, through communion, through charitable deeds. When actually we do all these things, then we will be one with Him and His righteousness will be 
our righteousness. Be of good cheer. Don't be afraid. Don't worry about uh, whether you are going to defeat the world, to overcome the world and its temptation or not. Just abide in the Lord. Be united with Him. That's why He came and took our humanity. Why? Why He, he took our humanity? So that we can be united with Him. Why He left His body and His blood on the altar every day? So through partaking of His body and blood, we will be one with Him. And in Him will be righteous and holy. So when we think about this economy, it's above and beyond our comprehension. This economy is amazing economy. How God planned to save us, to unite us, to give us the life of holiness and perfection. Now when the Lord told us, be holy as your heavenly Father is holy, or be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect, we cannot say it's difficult. No, it is not difficult. Because I can do all things in Jesus Christ who strengthens me. When we reflect on his ascension and how he entered with our humanity into the place into which no one of human nature can enter, but he entered there in order to give us access beyond the veil to enter into the holy of the holies and to be in him in the bosom of the Father. Yes, we need to praise him, we glorify him, we thank him for all these gifts that he gave us freely, for all this honor and glory that he gave us freely, if we accept him and we abide in him and be united with him. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.